Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Made it to a Friday. Got the Traeger all fired up. Some mahi-mahi. Seton McLovin in the man cave. Their first meet Friday, Traeger meet Friday in, I don't know, a month or so. Glad to have you guys in. Fritzy joining us via Zoom. Paulie's here as well. The gang's here. And glad you're part of the program. A variety of ways. Email, tweet. You can also dial us up. You can watch on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You know, I was talking to Mario yesterday. He refers to chat row. Yeah, I did. I was talking to Mario. He calls them chat row. And I said that seemed a little bit irresponsible with Mario <laughs> calling them instead of chat row. Chat row. Wow. Yeah. So Tyler, the moderator, is handling chat row. And the new T-shirt should be coming out soon. Yes, yeah, Paul. The irony of Mario shedding the bed with Seton's basketball team last year oh, in the UAA. Oh, I know. Do you know they played a pickup game the other day, and Mario had the ball in. We call it Mario's corner because that's where he shot the infamous air ball, and uh, everybody backed away from him. As soon as he got the ball, they let him shoot, and he shot another air ball. It's going to stay with him for a long, long time. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. All right. The big Germans back there directing on YouTube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. We got uh, Tyler, the moderator. Dylan's in there doing graphics. And of course, uh, the other backroom guys here making this possible every single morning. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Our Twitter handle is at dpshow. NFL opted not to pass a new rule that would offer an alternative to the onside kick. Teams would get the ball in their own 25, have a fourth and 15. But the owners reportedly split down the middle on this. Steelers owner Art Rooney said it felt too gimmicky. And his argument makes sense. I understand that. The underlying problem is the new rules make the onside kick too hard to convert. The other teams expect it, and so it doesn't work. Of the expected onside kicks that we've had, the last 104, where both teams are acknowledging there's going to be an onside kick, zero have been converted, uh, or the team has gone on to win in 104 of those situations. Now, they've had some teams convert the onside kick. That's very rare. But in those situations, that team has not gone on to win in the last 104 situations. Um, You know, the NFL, we like these wild comebacks, but it's less likely, especially with the NFL. It's a little easier in the college game because the clock stops so often down the stretch. And the league doesn't like kickoffs. You know, they look at the injury risk. It's higher there. I don't know, and, and I'm sure there's data here. I think the punt return is far more dangerous than an onside kick. Now, we can talk about the kickoff, and yes, it is violent. But as far as an onside kick, I would love to still have that element in the game. I just think it's really, it's one of the most exciting plays in the game. When you don't know it's happening, and we've seen it, but I I need to have the run-up there. If you have it, have the run-up there. But I don't know what the, you know, the data, the analytics are on injuries on onside kicks. I, I know about the kickoff. And I know about punt returns. Those are dangerous. It is an inherently dangerous game. I know we want to keep extracting danger out of this, but I don't need a gimmick of fourth and 15. How many onside kicks do you have? 
Plus, I'm putting marquee players back on the field for a play. If we're worried about injuries, so now I'm going to put Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be back on the field for a fourth and 15. Everybody knows you're passing, and that means everybody's gearing up to come after the quarterback here. Then there's going to be penalties, pass interference. Like It feels like we're sort of just shifting this. Hey, but now granted, there's not going to be the fourth and 15, and the onside kick without any run-up still exists here, but... We're going to tweak this eventually. I don't know where we're going with this, but we'll eventually tweak this. And you start to look at what the NFL has done with you know certain things, like instant replay. Instant replay was killed in 1991. Tested again five years later. Voted down in 1997. Brought back in 1999. Now we have coaches awarded a third challenge. Scoring plays automatically reviewed. Delays caused by review steadily decreased here. It's going to take a while. And I think that this was aggressive on the part of the NFL, the competition committee, to say, hey, let's change the onside kick. Let's do this. Okay. They already got stung by last year with the review on pass interference. I just think they're gun shy here. It was not the right time to do this. Now, we might embrace these rules down the road, but it wasn't the right time. I, I'm not surprised they didn't pass because of the timing aspect of this. Do I think that when they revisit this, maybe two years down the road, three years down the road, we could have a different outcome? But uh, those are just some of the numbers attached to this, but uh, they tabled both of these ideas here. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. I saw where uh, Matt LaFleur, he's the Packers head coach, he had a conference call, and he's pushing back against the idea the Packers were looking for a replacement for Aaron Rodgers in the draft. Here is Matt LaFleur talking about the Packers' logic in the draft. Yeah, you know, I, I, you never quite know what, what to expect. Uh, I think in terms of the draft, a lot of people are – you don't know what you have for a couple of years, usually, typically. I mean, that's how, how it goes. And, and a lot of times it gets heavily cr- criticized. Or and, and But ultimately, you know, um, Beauty, does, he and his staff do a great job of just uh, evaluating guys and – it was just an opportunity to go get the, the guy that uh, we all thought was uh, the best player at the time. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I, I asked Marvin, I said, Matt LaFleur. <laughs> yeah, he's singing slightly off time there. And, and, I don't know if that was by design. But. Down with the sickness. What is it? <laughs> is that Wayne's World? Okay. Trent Reznor's podcast? I don't know what happened there because all of a sudden we had music in there. I, I just said to Marvin, who gathers the sound, I said, Marv, Matt LaFleur had a uh, press conference here, conference call, and he talked about drafting Jordan Love. He had it at the studio, though, I, where they were laying down some tracks. I, okay. Let me hear it again. Yeah, you know, I, I, you never quite know what, what to expect. Uh, I think in terms of the draft, a lot of people are – you don't know what you have. For it's a more of, of years, a uh, usually, like typically. I mean, that's Leonard Cohen spoken and, word and a lot thing. Of times it gets heavily <laughs> criticized, or and, and but ultimately, you know, Beauty um, does he and his stats do a Leon great job base. of just of <laughs> evaluating guys, and it was just an opportunity to go get the, okay, the guy. Okay, that, all right, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> 
Okay. I, 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 don't, I didn't hear a word that Matt LaFleur said. I just was listening to the music there. Paulie, could you ask Marvin how we came up with this? I don't think Marvin added it in. That would be really well, I weird. I know, but if he knew it was going to be there, wouldn't he have given me the heads up? Oh, hey, no, by the way. That's actually good producing by Marvin. Oh, no. He told us. No, no. He's not, he's not producing. No. That was in, unintentional. Yes, McClub. So is that where there's a highlight running under something, so you have to put music when there's a highlight in TV? But this was a radio interview. So why? Oh, I have no idea what happened there. Because it's so disconcerting, I don't even know what Matt LaFleur said. Here I was all set for this impactful, I'm going to pile on the Packers here, and then I get... All right. Well, during the break, I'll ask Marvin, what was he thinking when he heard that? That maybe you should give me a heads up that maybe you don't want to use this? I think they're onto something. No, no. I think so. Paul, you got any thoughts on this? Like if you were interviewing Rebecca Lowe and we just had this in the background. Oh, wait, I can't play that then. This would have been, that would have been inappropriate. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> if we have Sam Ellinger on from the... Oh, Hi, Sam. No, no, no. I need, like, headbanging. Not I this. This is the best I could do on short notice. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to Sam Mellinger. He's uh, with the Kansas City Star. We'll talk about the uh, Patrick Mahomes contract negotiations here. And yes, Rebecca Lowe will join us on loan from NBCSN. The Premier League is coming back. No, you need headbanging music. <laughs> no. <laughs> this program brought to you by Traeger Grills. TraegerGrills.com slash DP show today. <laughs> Taste the wood fire difference. Contact your local dealer. Visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP show today. Is it getting hot in here or is that the grill? Ooh. <laughs> Rebecca Lowe joining us final hour. Chicken bump. Chicken Does Paulie have cologne on? Remember when <laughs> Paulie wore, Pauly wore cologne when Rebecca Lowe came in the studio one time? I think you're right about that. <laughs> Just you've, my natural musk. You've never had cologne on before. <laughs> I don't even think I own cologne. Well, I think I, think I borrowed some. You, I don't think you're correct about that. I think we had some of the Tom Brady cologne. Didn't we have Stetson in here? And you might have splashed some on. I must up a little bit. Now, Fritzy has worn cologne before, but he acknowledges that. But he it was like Dracar. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I think that uh, Paulie had cologne on. Rebecca Lowe's not going to join us in studio today uh, via Zoom. A little bit later on. All right, so Matt LaFleur was uh, pushing back on the idea that the Packers were looking for Aaron Rodgers' replacement in the draft. Now, the head coach said the Packers ended up with Jordan Love because he was the best player left on their draft board after some of the other players were selected, not because they were specifically ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So the coach says it was just one of those situations where there were a couple of guys targeted that had just previously been picked and Jordan was the next guy on the board. And so we went with the best player at the time. I have a little bit of a problem with this. Just a little bit of a problem with this. They traded up in the first round to get Jordan Love. He didn't fall into their lap. Like Russell Wilson fell into Seattle's lap. Dak Prescott fell into the Pat or the Cowboys lap. 
Aaron Rodgers fell into the Packers' lap at the end of the first round. Jordan Love didn't fall into their lap. This this is absolutely a preemptive strike. It's one thing to say, boy, oh my God, he's there. Let's take him. Um, And then if you look, Matt LaFleur says, we got to create more explosive plays for our offense this year. Okay, so let me look at what you did to improve the offense this year. You got a backup quarterback, you got a fullback, and an H back. Yep. Get a load of the new Kansas City Chiefs offense right there. Uh, here's the deal, guys and gals. The Packers knew the Colts were interested in Jordan Love, and that's why they traded up. The only way, reason why you trade up is you know somebody else wants the person you want. And that's what happened. I'm told by a source that the Colts were going to take Jordan Love. Because they look at Phillip Rivers as maybe one, certainly one year, maybe two years, and then that's it. They were looking at long term, and Jordan Love would have fit in there. So they got Aaron Rodgers there. They can say whatever they want, but they were looking for Aaron Rodgers' replacement down the road. Aaron Rodgers has two years left, I think, of being on the roster. Now, I know he's got, what, four years on his contract, but it feels like he's got two years, and then they're going to move on from him. Maybe three, but they're moving on from him. But if you're going to take an H back and you're going to take a fullback and you had a chance to take a wide receiver – like C.D. Lamb, who might give you a few more explosive plays than your fullback and H-back, that might have been the direction that I would uh, have to take there. But Packers are sticking with the script here. I'm not buying the script, but uh, interesting. McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have for me today? Uh, We have lots of different options. We go NBA, uh, NFL. You know, I kind of disagreed with you guys a little bit pre-show. Oh, I think I would have voted yes on the fourth and fifteen play. Okay, I just because it'd be exciting. Well, there's a lot co- of things that are exciting. The kickoff's exciting. The uh, onside kick would be exciting if with, they, with run up. It wasn't that exciting. You guys are making it. Oh, with, come like, on! Onside kicks like it never really works. Even in the back of the day, it didn't change that many games, did it? Fourth and fifteen would be a little juicy. just the element of surprise that it's there. That's what you want. If, if, I, if I know it's there and you know it's there, it just takes away. Then it's just luck. It's, it's the luck of a bounce. But they still have some of that. I mean, unexpected kicks still work more. I mean, there's a higher percentage. It's not 4% for that. The unexpected still works sometimes. But when you realize that some of these owners, one owner in particular, I don't know the name, said it's an unfair advantage for teams who have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So if you have Breeze, Brady, Rogers, Roethlisberger, then, and, and then you throw in Patrick Mahomes, you have an unfair advantage on a fourth and 15. Therefore, we don't want this rule to pass because it gives other teams an unfair advantage. How silly does that sound? How about you get a better quarterback here? Yes, McLovin. So, but by the way, the onside kick still exists. I mean, you still, you guys, I think what you guys are saying is open up the onside kick and change that rule back so guys can run up. Yeah, that's all I'm asking for the element yeah. of surprise. Well, that, why not keep that? And I don't need the fourth and 15. And by the way, the element of surprise has nothing to do with the run up. It's still there. I mean, like, 
you're just saying like the onside kick, the, like the the Saints did against in the Super Bowl. That was uh, element of surprise. They could still do that, but you couldn't do that. No, not the way the Saints did it because there was run up when they did it in yeah, the but, Super Bowl. Yeah, but you can still do it. Still, you still have a, ch- a much better chance even in the current format with a totally do it surprise. I'd like to know the data here of of injuries on an onside kick. And and look, if there's pushback with that, with the data that says you're crazy if you want to continue this, I'd like to know that. Because I know that, just look at the punt return. And they can't do anything about that. So we have it, even though they probably would like to take that out of the game as well. The kickoff, they've done their best to take that out of the game as well. I'd just like to know the studies they've done on the onside kick with the run-up of people getting hurt. Because now I'm going to put star players back on the field, or at least that was what they were arguing about, for 4th and 15. So I got guys who are not necessarily star players on the kickoff team, on onside kick. Now I'm going to put the marquee guys back on the field. To me, it seems a little hypocritical. Yeah, Paul. I know safety is important, but shouldn't the competition committee, part of their job be to make the game exciting with rule changes? Look at what they did with the extra point. The extra point used to be a formality that you didn't tune in for. Now there is a much greater chance that an extra point gets missed or blocked because of the angle, because of the distance. Yeah. They took a play that was irrelevant and made it somewhat relevant. Yeah. They did the opposite with the onside kick. The onside kick is not dangerous. It's a bunch of backup players going 10 yards, and but they made it irrelevant play. And, and that's not, that should also be the job of the competition committee to make the game more exciting and entertaining for the fans. And they're not doing that. Well, I don't want to make it seem like these guys who are backup players, you know, their health doesn't matter because they're going to have a shorter career than the star players are. But I just want to know, you know, who is susceptible to injuries here? What, what, what is the data that would show me that, oh, my gosh, you can't have these onside kicks with run-up? Yeah, McLovin. But the choice in front of them has nothing to do. Nobody was even talking about the kickoff rule change. It's all, do you want the, the kickoff or the 4th and 15? So maybe the 4th and 15 is the best you're going to get. It's well, not- no, if, I, I think if you had the onside kick with run-up or 4th and 15, I would be curious what people would take, what the coaches right. would take there. But I don't think they that was that was even discussed. I know, but I yeah. that's what should be discussed here, in my opinion. Yeah. If you're going to do it, because the other one is boring. But they're never going to bring a run-up back in. They, yeah, they'll never not. make it be the safety, right? Don't they talk about that stuff all the time? I know. I'm just waiting if they do the 4th and 15 a couple of years down the road to be like, I don't know, I don't want to risk my star quarterback out there or my wide receiver or... No, I got my uh, I got Aaron Donald back on the field again. And who knows? He could get hurt. Like we're putting better players out there for one more play while we're concerned about you know the validity of the onside kick. All right. 20 after the hour. We'll take a break here. We'll come up with our poll question. Got a stat of the day. Got a play of the day as well. And uh, I'm being told by Marvin that the, there's even more Matt LaFleur sound from the uh, Packers press conference. Matt LaFleur feet. Who is it featuring this for this cut? They're saying there was a song, "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor." Is <laughs> <laughs> a song of "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor"? Love floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. The floor. Okay, I gotta find this out because because Marvin he says got another piece of sound from Matt Lafleur. No music, talking about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers since the draft. I don't know. I think I'd rather hear the music in there. Might be more interesting. 
I just want to know if the music was part of the original cut or if they were both dubbed in simultaneously and it was an accident. Well, in about, I don't know, 45 seconds, I'm going to go back there and talk to Marvin and just ask him about this. In fact, you know what we'll do? Since we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dan Patrick Show, you can watch me go back and talk to Marvin. <laughs> and we'll find out. There's Marvin. Hey, Marv. That's Marvin right there. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Marvin. Yeah. Hey, any publicity is good publicity, right? That's what you guys tell me all the time. <laughs> we'll take a break, and you can listen to me scold Marvin coming up in a little bit. 21 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Head to danpatrick.com. Check out the latest Dan Patrick Show gear. Have something special coming just in time for Father's Day. Check out the new store at danpatrick.com. Went back and had a little conversation with Marvin. Marvin handles phone calls, gathers sound, does a lot of things for us. Normally does a really good job. But uh, he came up with uh, a Matt LaFleur soundbite, the Packers head coach. And I thought, well... I got a soundbite with LaFleur talking about why he drafted Jordan Love. And I said, yeah, it sounds like something we'll use here. And it was courtesy of CBS Sports HQ. Marvin said, CBS Sports is the one who put the music on there. And I'm trying to understand why you would. Okay, let's play it again. Here is Matt LaFleur, courtesy of CBS Sports HQ, providing the music. Yeah, you know, I, I, you never quite know what, what to expect. Uh, I think in terms of the draft, a lot of people are, you don't know what you have for a couple of years, usually, typically. I mean, that's how, how it goes. And, and a lot of times it gets heavily criticized. Or and, and But ultimately, you know, um, does, he and his staff do a great job of just uh, – evaluating guys and okay. it was just an opportunity Alrighty. there you go, go. Get the, the guy that, uh, uh i said to marvin did you listen to it and uh i think he said that he did and i said well why did we play it yes yeah, so the, the weird part of that is that on tv if you're watching the segment would it probably would have worked okay but for some reason just the audio doesn't work but why would you put that? Why do you have to dress up a Matt LaFleur soundbite talking about why the Packers drafted Jordan Love? That sounds like a shot at Matt LaFleur, but. <laughs> well, and CBS Sports <laughs> HQ here. I, I don't. Do they normally do this? And if they do, then okay. I'm probably not in their demo because I, I do like to hear what somebody's saying. There's a little double bass in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Killing it there. Marvin did say that he had a answer from uh, Matt LaFleur and uh, there's no music attached to this one. I think you're always working on that relationship no matter who you pick and had so many good conversations prior to the draft after the draft I've spent a lot of time with Aaron throughout this virtual offseason we talk four times a week whenever we get those opportunities to meet in those individual meetings 
And I feel really good about where we're at. You know, we both understand that this is a business. And when that whole thing went down, it was just one of those situations where there were a couple guys targeted that had just previously been picked. And Jordan was the next guy on the board. And so we went with the best player at at the time. Okay. (laughs) All right. Stay with the script there. And then uh, Matt LaFleur said they need more explosive plays this upcoming season. So I asked uh, Ethan from StatSync, I said, hey, can we look at the Packers offense last season and uh, where did they rank with explosive plays? They had 59 plays of 20 or more yards. That's tied for 21st in the NFL. The uh, average yards per play was 18th in the NFL. Packers wide receivers combined for 154 receiving yards per game, 19th in the NFL. Even the Bears had more yards from their wide receivers last year than the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're getting compared to the Bears offense, that's that's a bad sign. Yeah. And then you went explosive plays and you took a backup quarterback and H back and a fullback. I I'm just guessing here. Probably not going to improve that much considering there were all these wide receivers who might have helped you. Now, Matt LaFleur says, hey, this is a business. Aaron understands that. I thought the business was to win now. If you're telling me that Jordan Love can't miss, absolutely can't miss, and we know that's not true because we've seen quarterbacks drafted number one overall who have missed. I, if I have Aaron Rodgers and I'm paying Aaron Rodgers and I believe in Aaron Rodgers – then I stockpile for Aaron Rodgers because he gives me a chance to win now. Jordan Love maybe gives me a chance to win in three or four years. Aaron Rodgers, I know, gives me a chance to win now. Now, do I think Green Bay was a 13-win team? No, I do not. I think at best they were a 10-win team. And probably a 9 or 10-win team this year. But you got a good running back. I still have a quality quarterback. But I don't have weapons that are really going to make you nervous, aside from Devontae Adams. If you add one more wide receiver, maybe two. Now you got something here. Why have Aaron Rodgers if he's just going to hand off? If you're going to be a, a, a if you're if your scheme, if your offensive game plan is to mirror the San Francisco 49ers, the team that ran down your throat, I would either change what my offensive philosophy was going to be and and have it wide open, or I would get some defensive players who can stop the run. That's just me, because what you got is we're going to have a a fullback like the Niners do, and we'll have an H-back in there. It feels like you want to be more like San Francisco than you do Kansas City. But if Matt LaFleur... You keep your job and you got Aaron Rodgers there for at least two more years, then, you know, it, you want it in your image, you know, your likeness of what you want this to be, then fine. You know, you got that, you know, autonomy there, then fine. But I just don't see how this plays well with Aaron Rodgers. If Rodgers didn't like Mike McCarthy, he's going to be all in on Matt LaFleur saying, hey, you know, we, we want to run the ball. We want to establish the run. Okay. You can't have explosive. You can't have both. Hey, we're going to have explosive plays, but we want to be a running team. Good luck here the next couple of years. Yeah, Paul. I, I think Packers fans would be more understanding if they did a lot in the free agency market. 
if they got a, a wide receiver and a tight end. And I think they got Devin Funches. That, that's, yeah. I mean, I, he's not a bad player, but he does not move the needle. And if they had added a bunch of stuff other than that in the in the off season, then they'd be cool with what they did to the draft. Yeah, if you don't, if you want to use that draft pick on Jordan Love, fine. If he falls into your lap, then great. He didn't fall into your lap. Now, maybe, you know, four years from now, when we're still doing this show, Packers and Matt LaFleur might come on and say, yeah, I remember. I remember when you called me out there and you called out the Packers. Absolutely. Record it. I just don't understand the philosophy of paying Aaron Rodgers that amount of money. If that's the case, I would have tried to trade Aaron Rodgers or, you know, before you sign him to this contract extension. If you're not sold on him, if you think he's in the twilight, you want to change the philosophy there, then I would have made changes. That's what surprises me the most out of this. McLovin, what's the poll question today? Okay, I put up the kickoff question to start. Uh, would you rather have the current onside kick where team guys can't run up or the old onside kick where they can run up? But I would someone point out on Twitter, how do you differentiate... So you can say now in all kickoffs, the guys can run up. So you're just going back to the old kickoff rule, which will be so the main problem is the onside kick is awesome. The normal kickoffs stink. So how do you get rid of the normal kickoffs and keep the onside kickoff? Well, you can still have the kickoff. It's just there's going to be touchbacks. Yeah. So right. Yeah. But that I mean, that's sort of a problem, though, right? Well, it's boring. Used to be you, you sat down, you couldn't wait for the opening kickoff. Or a team just scores and they're getting ready to kick off and you see what your team does you know, to retaliate. And you have a great kick returner. Like what, what happens to the great kick returners now? They, they, you don't, they're not going to have a future. You're going to have punt returners. Yeah, McLovin. Do you think they would have already gotten rid of the kickoff if it wasn't for the onside kick? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we'll have it in five to ten years? Well, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. You know that it feels like the NFL can they can try something and then they just say no. On second thought, we're not going to do it, or we're going to change. We're going to table this. We're going to change it. We're going to come back to it. the fact that they started out with replay. They killed replay in '91. They didn't really come back and fully embrace it six or seven years later, and now we can't live without it. Maybe they come back to something like this. Maybe they come back with the fourth and 15. Maybe there is an onside kick. I don't know. I still don't know if somebody has data out there that says how dangerous the onside kick is with the run-up. I, I just love to see it. And then I'll shut up. Yeah, Paul. The NFL does not have to eliminate the kickoff because they've... The only thing left is the illusion of the kickoff. There is no kickoff anymore. And who's the best kickoff return in a league? No name comes to your head because nobody dominates at the position. They basically eliminated the kickoff while still technically having it around. It's all touchbacks. 75% of games in the NFL start with a touchback. So that means you get all fired up for the game, you tune on, and it's a touchback. Yeah, Fritzy. And kickoff is used in so many ways, like on different shows or different ways of describing football, kickoff classic or kickoff specials. Not to mention Super Bowl. What's a more exciting moment when that opening kickoff and all the cameras are flashing? And that's how you get the game started, not putting the ball on the 25-yard line. That's lame. McLovin, what other poll questions do you have? I agree with you, Todd. uh, NBA format. Are you uh, for a 20-team play-in? I'm going to talk about this in a little bit because I, I, there's a couple things in play here. The, the, the drawing power of Zion Williamson. Mm. 
I think the Dallas Mavericks are being treated unfairly. If that if they have the play in games, and I'll talk about this. You know, the, the star power of Zion is the NBA going out of its way to make sure that Zion Williamson is included in the playoffs this year, at least on the periphery. And uh, the Dallas Mavericks in the number seven spot, why they might be um, unfairly targeted here. I have that for you coming up. Anything else, McLevin? Well, it's kind of out there everywhere, but DeAndre Hopkins said he was the best wide receiver in the NFL yesterday. Is this a true statement? I don't know. Classic sports. I, I was radio. watching Jalen and Jacoby, and when he was on, and I like I didn't you know throw anything at the TV or stomp my feet or text my friends. I I want DeAndre Hopkins to say he's the best wide receiver in football. Like I, I don't know. I know in this day and age we're supposed to be upset about everything. Somebody has an opinion, then you have to you know be opposite that opinion. If, if you want DeAndre Hopkins and you want to say he's the best wide receiver in the game, I can't argue. I, are there other great wide receivers? Absolutely. But if you said DeAndre Hopkins gets to play his career with Drew Brees, okay, I'd like to see how that plays out. Or if I had him with Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Look at the cast of characters that DeAndre Hopkins has had prior to Deshaun Watson there. And DeAndre Hopkins still put up incredible numbers. Yeah, McClellan. Isn't it funny? He's going to Larry Fitzgerald now on Arizona, who's had the same issue that DeAndre Hopkins had. He put up amazing numbers with bad quarterbacks for years, right? Yes. And to be able to do this, now he's got Kyler Murray. All right. I have no problem if, you know, DeAndre, I, what if DeAndre Hopkins says, no, Mike Thomas is the best wide receiver? I'd be like, are you kidding me? Really? I'm, I want DeAndre Hopkins to say he's the best wide receiver. And Mike Thomas, you know, to say he's the best wide Whoever, I don't, you know, doesn't. Now, it could get silly, but if Mike Evans says, hey, I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL, good. Right, I'm fine. I'm okay. How many guys can say that without it being totally ridiculous? Four or five, six or seven? I'm going to say five, maybe. If I got Thomas, Julio, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, I'm sure I'm leaving out somebody here. Tariq Hill's a little different, but because he does more than play wide receiver. Yeah. He's not a great wide receiver. He's just a great weapon. Right. I don't know if he counts in the same way those guys. I'm sure there's one other or two other wide receivers you'd put in there. But it, it it's a short list of who are those guys that you say – you, you know, the fact that DeAndre Hopkins pointed this out uh, to Jalen and Jacoby on the mothership, you had teams that were playing against the Texans who specifically went out and got cornerbacks to try to defend DeAndre Hopkins. Like, that's the ultimate when you say, hey, you know what we need to do in the draft? We play the Texans twice in our division. We're going out and getting a cornerback who can try to cover him. That's the ultimate respect. All right, phone calls coming up. We got our play of the day, and we'll have that for you coming up next here on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Roy Halliday and sort of everything he was going through, uh, you know, pain medicine, addiction, um, and 
I think they found drugs in his system, alcohol in his system when he uh, crashed his plane but uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. Really sad, tragic. It's one of those where you see somebody and you think one thing and then you start to hear the story behind the curtain and you realize what he was going through. And his wife said he was in so much pain and he was in and out of rehab. They tried all kinds of things for Roy Halliday. He battled depression, but uh, I have not seen the ESPN special on him, but I'm sure it's pretty powerful stuff if you have his uh, his widow talking about that. Yeah, Paul. I can remember back in the day, it, he seemed kind of like a boring guy, a quiet, methodical pitcher, not really a star, not a lot of star power. We had him on, remember, after he won that Cy Young? In Toronto. Yeah, and he was kind of funny, and we're like, oh, he's, he's got a personality, but he was a very quiet guy. We, I think that's the only time I ever interviewed him, and he, I've, I don't know, I know he was in Toronto, but I forget, he had a good answer about something, or f- something fun about where his Cy Young was. You asked him, uh, if he, he said, if I were you, I'd put my Cy Young over my bed, yes. and he goes, oh, he goes, that's not bad, every day I'll wake up and think, I'm the man, that's what he said back to you. Uh, play of the day, play of the day brought to you by LegalZoom. They need to make it legal. They make it LegalZoom.com. Uh, take care of your family today. The right estate plan. You need to talk to an attorney. They have that total transparency on the prices. And because they're not a law firm, they don't uh, charge you by the hour. No billable hours. LegalZoom.com. Uh, Stats Inc. just sent me this percentage of kickoffs, which were returned in the NFL. I can go back to the year 2000. Almost 90% of the kickoffs were returned in uh, the year 2000. 2010, the number dropped to 80%, which is still respectable. 2019, the number of kickoffs returned 36%. And what happens is when there's a billion-dollar concussion lawsuit, that's when those numbers start to drop. No coincidence there. All right. Uh, what's the poll question we're going to go with, McLovin? Uh, when do you want to get in the NBA? Because I'm curious what people want there. Top of next hour, okay. I want to talk about the NBA feels like they're trying to shoehorn the Pelicans and Zion Williamson into the uh, play-in games for the postseason. Oh, okay, I'm going to work on that NBA poll okay. while you get there ready. All right. What else do you have? Okay, uh, we, we settled DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, people on... Twitter asking, why don't you like the 4th and 15 play? I'm okay with it. You just would rather have the only Yeah, I, I would rather have the onside kick with the run-up. I, I, I like the element of surprise that it can happen, you know, at the beginning of the second half, like the Saints did in the Super Bowl. Uh, it can happen at the very end of the game. Just the element of surprise, the element of we might be able to pull this off and have an onside kick. Now, I go back to the Packers. Remember when all they had to do was recover an onside kick years ago and couldn't do it? And, you know, it was just one of those where you went, oh, my gosh. All they had to do was just catch the ball, I believe. Do you remember that, McLovin? With the- I do remember. We're trying to nail down the uh, details. Yeah. I, I remember it was a tight end and his number was in the 80s, which is redundant. But I can remember the guy going up and it just popped off his hands. Yeah. but I, I, Richard Rodgers? Brandon Bostic. Oh, no. Sorry, Brandon. Yeah. But but you just have those moments there. You have the all-hands team up there. And, it, you know, are you going to kick it to the right side, to the left side? I'm, I would love to have that still in the game. Uh, but the fourth and 15, I don't, need, I don't think the NFL needs dressed up here. I, I really don't. 
There's so many great elements to the NFL that I, I don't need to add excitement. We've added excitement because we've taken the we've taken the defense out of the game. There should be excitement. There should be tons of big plays, and there are. I don't know if fourth and fifteen. Although I do think it's gimmicky. It'd be interesting, be fun. But the fact that at least one owner said, "Well, it's not fair to us because those other teams have Hall of Fame quarterbacks." If if that's your philosophy here, your reasoning, that seems to be a little bit flawed. Yeah, McLevin. What about as a poll? Which uh, end of game do you like better, NFL or college? I obviously know where. I don't want to go down that road again. But the one thing with college, it takes like five and a half hours to play a game because it keeps now that's the clock. really gimmicky. Oh, I was talking about overtime. I'm talking about the last, the fact that you can come back in the last two minutes because oh, they stopped the clock. Yeah, I know, but that's too too detailed, too technical. Yeah, yeah Paul. Yeah, college games do last longer, but the odds of a great comeback because of stopping the clock with first downs is just so much higher. I would rather the fourth quarter be fantastic and longer than shorter and boring. Yeah. We, we've gotten into this college versus the NFL, and I, I don't want to do that. It's like we've been down that road before. 2014 NFC Championship game at Seattle is when that happened. Now, if the Packers recover that, do they go to the Super Bowl? Yes, it's the NFC title game. I mean, that's there was a lot at stake. A lot of tension there. But I'd still love to have that element there. With the run-up, you can have that possibility. Without the run-up, just seems rare that you're going to complete a successful onside kick. Either have it or don't have it. I guess that's my point with it. Have it where you, where you actually get an opportunity to recover the onside kick. We'll check in with the Kansas City Chiefs. The contract talks have started. The question is, how much is Patrick Mahomes going to take, and when does he take that money? Have that for you coming up. Dan Patrick Show.